Introducing Fake Steak, the plant-based alternative that looks and tastes just like the real thing. Cruelty-free fake steak. Find it at your local supermarket. Fake Steak, the future is plant-based. Do you suffer from post-meal bloating associated with plant-based foods? Ask your doctor about Gastenica. One 30 milligram pill before every meal treats severe abdominal discomfort. Take back the joy of eating. Gastenica, a Johnson & Johnson product. Ask your doctor or pharmacist. Channel 7 News Flash. Authorities say a popular medicine prescribed for abdominal discomfort is made from crushed kittens. The Channel 7 News team has that shocking story, but first, questionable material with Jack and Brian. Brought to you by Fake Steak. You're listening to Questionable Material, produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Suicide Hotline. Oh, thank goodness. Um, hi, uh, I'm just calling because I, I'm thinking about doing something kind of extreme and I just need to talk to someone. And I, you know, I think I kind of need to be talked out of doing this right now. Cause I'm, I'm just having a bad day. You know what? Bad days happen to all of us. Yeah. Thank you. And, right, uh, right. you know, there are times I've had a bad day. I've, I've been low, as yep. I say, in the depression business. And I, um, I understand where you're coming from, but thank you. You have to know there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, okay. Maybe the tunnel is extremely long, mm-hmm. and you you're barefoot and it's cold and and the floor is actually and has three or four inches of water, mm-hmm. and you're you're gonna you know have to walk through the tunnel to get. But there is light at the end of the tunnel, assuming you're going in the right direction. Of course, because mm-hmm. you're going in the wrong direction, you're actually just getting deeper into the tunnel, and then you know that that's not it could be bears. Oh. I don't want to go deeper in the tunnel. That sounds worse. No. So we want to, we want to guide you. I want to be your lantern. Uh, that's why I'm here. That's why I answer the phone. I'm, I'm a lantern for you. I'm uh, somebody who's here to help. First, uh, you know, first off, I, I want to get to know who I'm talking to. My name is Glenn. What is your name? Oh, hey, Glenn. Um, my name is Stu. Stu. Mm-hmm. That's a unusual name. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but it's like S- what I was sort of S-T- stuck with. S-T-E-W, like the food? No, see, everyone makes that comment. It's one of the reasons why I want to kill myself. Um, no, Stu, like S-T-U, like Stuart, short for Stuart, but they just named me Stu, and it's it's a hell of a thing to live with. I don't feel good about it at all. Yeah, no, I can see that. Um, it doesn't, that doesn't right. make me feel any better. But. Do you mind if I call you Cliff? <laughs> I mean, if, if you need to, I mean, it, it probably wouldn't resonate enough if I heard someone else's name. I'm not sure I would respond to it that well. I just, you know, I, I have a problem with three letter names. I, I don't, I can't, I, it's not serious to me. You know, um, it's like Tim Hitler, you know, Tim Hitler would not be scary to me. Yeah. So I'm going to call oh, you Cliff. Okay. So Cliff, yeah. talk to me. Why are you down? Well, obviously the name thing, uh, which you've sort of have stumbled upon is an incredibly hurtful, uh, thing. Yeah, no, um, I can understand that. It's, um, you know, it's, you know, sometimes I, you know, I feel like, sometimes I feel like people don't take me seriously, you know, at work. I sort of feel like, you know, when I'm speaking, my voice isn't really heard. 
and, it, um, and I just it, need that to change, you is know? It, is it because of the landscaping equipment in your vicinity? Is that one of the reasons you're not heard? Is it, are you trying to talk over a leaf blower? Yeah, well, I mean, certainly the, the Zoom life, you know, has is, is not been easy. And then, you know, leaf blowers come over when I call in suicide hotlines, which I call often. And, and oftentimes they, that's, that's when they start trimming hedges, you know, and it's, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts every time someone brings that up. It just pushes me a little bit closer towards the edge, you know? Well, you know, I want to guide you away from the edge. I want to be uh-huh. your your edge finder and turn mm-hmm. her away from. Kind of like a lantern, the tunnel and lantern metaphor. I want to get you away from the edge cliff. Okay, yeah. You're, you're definitely piling on a lot of metaphor and stuff for me to keep track of. You know what I was thinking? Like... I think I personally would go nuts to, to hear this this landscaping stuff going off all times. And, you know, it's the end of the day kind of thing and you want to relax and suddenly all this noise. And, and it can I, I imagine it can really build up a lot of tension and, and anger. And especially you look out the window, your neighbor is is doing great. He's He's got a crew of seven people doing his property. His property is enormous. And then you look at yours. What do you want, a quarter acre? That's just, that's exactly correct. It's just what I was going to say. Quarter acre. Quarter acre. So it's got to be kind of like, oh, how come he's got several acres and all these people doing his property and I've got my quarter acre. I'm locked indoors, locked down. I am I, you know, I can understand where you're coming oh. from. I know why you called me. I feel it. Man, some of these things hadn't even dawned on me. It's just so grim. Yeah. How old is your furniture? Probably, old, you know, I moved into my house 11 years ago, so- 11 years old. We, we got it, you know, when we first moved in. So you got to get out of your head that your neighbors probably got brand new sofas and things and all state-of-the-art electronic appliances and just deal with the little things. Don't sweat those details. You don't need to worry about stuff like that. You don't need to think about what, you know, what the the Joneses have. You just got to think about what Cliff has. And Who's Cliff? Oh, that's you. Oh, right. That's me. Okay. Sorry. I just, I can't, <sighs> the name Stu, I can't, it doesn't, I, I can't do it. I know I get that a lot. Just can we move on? It's really that just deeply upsets me. As does this whole furniture thing. It didn't even dawn on me. You know, they they never have us over, so I I don't even see what they they have inside that house. But you must be right. I would think they oh, probably got high end German appliances in there, and you, you've got you're looking at a Maytag oh. or General Electric or something. You'd be like, yeah, but you don't want to get into the comparing business because it's not about what he has. It's not about his things. It's about you and your happiness and your life and, and you're, you're having a loving family and, and, and just being happy with yourself and your career and everything. Uh, so, so let's not think about your neighbor. What's his name? Uh, his, his name is, is Daniel. Daniel's a great name. I love that because it makes me think of like Daniel Boone, strong mountain yeah. man kind of thing. And um, yeah, good yeah, Daniel's a good name. I mean, if you Daniel Day-Lewis, phenomenal actor, if you think about it. Daniel Webster, famous oh. American hero, you know, figure and- well, that's a great name. Dictionary it's, magnate. Yeah. The Daniels Dictionary. <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, sometimes I laugh when I'm feeling suicidal. No, I understand. Don't we all? Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I like so many of the bad thoughts that I have and, and, and now, you know, including the, the new ones you've added to the mix. It really makes it hard, man. It makes it hard. Well, First of all, I always advise people take a deep breath, but don't, don't. There's this COVID all over the place. You know, you're going to inhale like some variant and God knows you're going to give it to your, you know, your mom and kill her. Oh no, I, I don't, I don't want to kill, be responsible for that. No, God, no, that would, that would hang heavy over anybody. So let's not take a deep breath. Let's just take a small, just a little breath. 
just you know enough so that you're not sucking in too many viruses. Okay. Good. Yeah, that's fine. And you okay. just want to you want to relax. Listen, everything everything comes to an end. Oh you know, my god! Look at the Egyptian civilization. I mean, they they had it going for couple thousand years they built these pyramids they did amazing things and they're gone right i mean you, you know now it's a it's a shadow of its former self oh my gosh I, oh can you hold on what? yeah no but i just wanted to tell you about what, I know, what's going I, on sort of with I my just, wife and no you know. i just got somebody just called me hold on a second okay all right hello yeah, yeah. well how uh for which car oh when you say extended warranty so, so are you associated with the, with Ford? Is this, is this a spam call? Did you just answer a spam call? Okay. Because I want to make sure it's legit because I hear a lot of things about that. Um, and, and, and how much, and that covers bumper to bumper. Are you, are you buying car insurance right now? I, and you'll, I mean, so I, for example, like, so anything in the engine goes wrong, you, it's covered by this policy. I feel very unheard. Well, I mean, that's not, how much is that? Really? I want to die. Please talk me out of this. All that coverage <laughs> wow. for, for, no kidding. Can you call them? Can, can you, you call hold, them I'm back? sorry. Hold on a sec. Could you please stop, sir? So sorry. Uh, interesting. Okay. Well, let me, let me, uh, it's probably something I should talk to my wife about. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, well, if, it's, if time is of the essence, yeah, sure, I can. Uh, <laughs> you're going to go talk to your wife? 723 Did you just give me your credit card? June 2024. <laughs> 136. That's your security code. Great, okay. Uh, and that's uh, that's all I have to do? Great. Fantastic. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Wow. It's my lucky day. Anyway, um, I had a fun story for you. Okay. So this no, guy- I, I, need, I need a fun story. Thank you. This guy, he was at the end of his wits. Mm -hmm. And, he, and you know, things were going bad for him. And he, got, he climbed up onto a bridge. And he stood on the edge of the bridge. And then he, he sat for a while. He contemplated. And he said, all right. And he built up the, the nerve. And he jumped and he said the moment his foot left that bridge and his, he was doomed. He realized all his problems were very small compared to the one he just created for himself. Wow. And he thought about that as he fell and he hit the water and amazingly didn't die. He was completely injured. Oh, hold on. Got to turn off the AC. <clears throat> well, I'm, I need to know that story. Can you get to the AC later? Alexa, turn off the AC. Can you get to the AC later? I really needed to, to talk to you. Alexa, turn off the AC. Alexa, turn off the AC. Forget it. Absolutely worthless. Complete waste of space. I don't know why anybody bothers. Pointless. Absolutely worthless. That wasn't, I, not you, the um, AC. Anyway, I was telling you a story. A uh, guy jumped off the bridge. Right. Okay. He jumped off the bridge. He was severely injured, but he, he recovered. 
And the lesson he learned was uh, that you need to do something that's faster because you don't want to be thinking about this, you know, for, for 12 seconds while you're plummeting from a bridge. That's the lesson I got from it. I believe he was thinking maybe it sorted out his problems for him and made him realize that there were other things worry to worry about and that, you know, this was not the solution he needed. Well, what, what way would he recommend then doing it? I, I don't know. He's no longer with us. Oh, what happened? He called me a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and he was, uh, he was out of sorts. Uh, I wanted to help him. Yeah. I gave him directions. D wait, what were your directions? This, this would be important to me. Uh, he wanted to know where Jimmy's gun store was. You have a number I can call you back? What? This guy has called me multiple times now, and I really feel like I should take that call. But. Yeah, it, it's Verizon. Okay. It's, if now's a bad time for you, I guess so. All right. Don't do it. Hey, Brian. Yes, Jack. So I, I don't know if you saw this recently, but um, did you see the item in the news that uh, Monopoly has decided to uh, modernize itself? I have not. Yeah, well, this and this is true. Uh, Monopoly that yes. come from Hasbro. Yes. Which, uh, you know, first they decided that uh, Mr. Potato Head needed to get woke. Right. Um, well, and now they've decided that um, uh they're going to make some changes in the board game, the classic board game Monopoly. Yes. They're replacing, and this is, again, this is true. They're replacing community chess cards. You know, the community chess in Monopoly? Yes. Um, uh, they're replacing some of the uh, the game cards with uh, ones that are more socially aware and that better reflect, quote, community. Uh, fans are going to get to uh, be able to decide which uh, cards will be included in the updated uh, version of the game that's going to be released this fall. So, so they're, they're basically saying that the world has changed and that Monopoly needs to change to better reflect the new world. Okay. So, you know, I, I know you're a, a board game aficionado. You've made yeah. a bunch of board games. Is that yeah, right? I'd have. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I love to, to dawdle with board games I just, I'll take a big piece of cardboard, put it on the dining room table and then just sit there for hours staring at it and how I can turn this piece of cardboard into a game and just something fun that I can play with my kids. Oh, that's so cool. What, what's an example of like the most recent board game you've created? Yeah. Um, well, it's called COVID the game. <laughs> okay. Uh, timely. Yeah. No. And I, it was inspired actually by lockdown. Oh was, my gosh. Okay. So tell, tell me about the board and the gameplay, the structure. Well, the board, so you got, it's a standard square game board. Classic. Got, you know, lots of spaces and then you roll dice and it's just completely random. Mm -hmm. So you roll the dice. It's like, okay, everybody wear masks. And then you roll them again. It's like, yeah, masks don't really work. And then you roll the dice and you know, you get a vaccine, but then you roll the dice and then there's a variant. So maybe the vaccine doesn't work for that. And then you got to draw some cards and then your friend Barry dies. And it's just really, it's a really cool game. <laughs> Do you get invested in, ba in Barry's story through, as you're playing the game? You get, you get to know about Barry who was 71 and a little overweight and, um, you know, but fun to work for. And, uh, and then he dies. How, how graphic does your game get? Well, um, I mean, you, you have pictures of some of the cards show you the damage that the COVID can do to your lungs. <laughs> Does that sound like fun? 
Yeah, it's not. You know, it, it, it came from a, a place of pain and uh, and lockdown. Sure. <laughs> what are the game pieces? What are the little tokens? Uh, well, there's Xi Jinping, who's the head of China. <laughs> so you can play him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there's Dr. Fauci. Oh, of course. There's uh, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm, of course. There, uh, or, you know, uh, Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> and, and she, every time you like go to get a vac- like a vaccine card, she stops you something yeah, like that? Yeah, you can play the vaccine card. Yeah, it stops you um, from, from getting it. And I mean, there's the whole cast of characters. It was really inspired by true events. That, that's what, you know, it sounds great. I assume that's available on your website? Yes. And can, I'm, I'm such a fool. Uh, could you just remind me again what your website's name is? Uh, covidhoax.com. <laughs> and that, that's for board game sales. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it was the only domain I could find that it had recently become available because the, uh-huh. the owner of the domain had passed away. <laughs> so I was able to seize that domain. So it's not necessarily appropriate to the game. Mm-hmm. It does have the word COVID in it. So it does help me with the search engine rankings. Right. Uh, the hoax aspect draws a whole lot of weirdos. But, you know, what can I say? It was a $14.95 domain. Hey, and man. Had to take you, it. You, I mean, you got to take that risk. You, yeah. you know, hey, get, get your money's worth, brother. Thank you. I, I think we've just shown what a fantastic mind you have for board games. And being in that community, you probably know about a lot of the other changes that are being made to more modernize some of the classic board games that everyone loves. I was wondering if we could sort of go over some of those changes that are uh, upcoming. Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You know, let, let's start off with, you know, um, maybe we can start sort of going, you know, from youngest to oldest, you yes. know? Uh, so for example, what about a game like Candyland? That's one of the first games a kid is going to play is like Candyland when they're four or five, you can finally play a game with your kids. What are some ways they're planning to modernize Candyland? Well, the understanding is that, uh, sugar is super bad for you. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Candyland is being replaced. It's going to be protein world. <laughs> and okay. what you do is you take your play pieces and you're going to, you know, it's just a merry little jaunt. It's a fairly simple game and you're going to acquire different pieces of protein. Okay. Uh, and then when you get to the end, you, you know, you have sufficient muscle mass <laughs> to grow. Yeah, I guess I get that. I guess I get that. What, um, what's the, what's the way there? I, I know this isn't technically a board game, but I think it qualifies. Um, you know, what about the game of Uno? Uno. Classic yeah. game you play with your kids. Yeah, Uno, you get the colorful card, you draw a four and you skip, um, skip a turn, all those fun cards. How are they modernizing Uno? Well, uh, the game actually, before you play, you have to uh, find where you stand on the oppression matrix. <laughs> and so based oh on certain characteristics you have, uh, immutable ones such as a race, uh, things like religion, uh, income, uh, you're, you'll have your place in the oppression matrix. And based on that, you might not be able to play the skip a turn card. Oh no. So, so if the person to my left, for example, um, was, uh, uh an Asian, um, homosexual. Yes. Could I skip that person's turn? Absolutely not. What? Yeah. Well, first of all, um, you know, you got to stop Asian hate right now. Okay. Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't have any to stop, yeah, but well, okay. 
And if you were uh, willing to skip somebody's turn, I, I'm pretty certain you would um, face Hate repercussions. Them? Face face repercussions? Yes. Well, what happens if I say, screw your stupid new rules and I skip that person's turn? Well, you get deplatformed for one. <laughs> for skipping a, a turn of, of, a, of, a, of a minority group? Well, of a gay Asian, sure. Okay, so I'm I'm a straight white dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, what happens when someone tries to skip my turn? You get skipped three times. <laughs> Wait, three times? I'm never going to be able to play my cards and have a chance to win the game. That's kind of the point. Because because I've done enough winning of Uno in my time. That's right. You've enjoyed a certain level of Uno privilege, and it needs to be corrected. Is that what they're calling it now? Uno privilege? Yes. Jeez. That's okay. Well, that's the new Uno. Count me, count me out of that one. Another game that you play with your kids growing up is the game of life. Yes. I loved this game growing up. I used to play it with my mom all the time. But you say there are big new changes coming for the game of life to modernize it? Yep. What, what changes? Well, if you go the college route yep. and you come out, uh, the government pays for it. Wait, wait a minute. My gosh, really? Yes. What else? You, you go on on your journey in life. How, how else have they modernized it? Uh, well, before you play the game, you're going to have to take out what they call the oppression matrix. <laughs> and that's going to determine where you can and can't go space-wise. Okay. And, and where you start in the game. But you still go along. You still get married. You still try and accumulate the most wealth? Well, no. Oh, what? Well, because that's a capitalistic narrative, and it is also uh, uh, the nuclear family is a little bit of a an annoyance. Okay, <laughs> okay, I, I guess. So it's pretty much a free for all. And and how do you how do you win the game? You don't. Everybody is miserable at the end. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, so they've really, they really have modernized it. They have. Everybody's just kind of sitting there going like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> All right. The game of life. Jeez. Uh, you know, when you get a little bit older with your, your, your kids, you start playing games like clue. Yes. I love this game. My, my kids and I play it now. Um, so classic, you know, who killed Mr. Plum in what room with what weapon, whatever, all that stuff. So much fun. Um, it's great deduction and reasoning and, and you know, sub, subterfuge. Oh, it's just so great. Well, how are they modernizing Clue? I mean, that's pretty bulletproof. Well, first of all, they had to diversify because it was extremely English. If you think about it, Professor Plum and Colonel this and such and such, right? I guess so. Yeah. So they've diversified it and there's now Professor Johnson uh, who has a degree in women's studies. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, a doctorate, in fact. And, um, you know, they've they've taken out the the military aspect of things. Okay. And it's just Jim. (laughs) Colonel Mustard is now just Jim? Yes. And of course, we've we've had a, a diverse uh, ethnic uh, people, and one of the one of the most interesting features of the game is it can only be the white guy who's guilty. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So it's always Steve Smith. 
<laughs> who's Steve Smith? He's the white guy who's always guilty. <laughs> so pretty much in the game, all you have to do is accuse Steve Smith and you've won. Okay. Well, I, you know, I guess that makes sense. Now, how this seems strange to me, it, definitely a classic board game, but this is as black and white as it comes. Literally the game of chess. Mm-hmm. Now, come on. There's no way you can modernize chess. Well, in chess, the, the white player starts first. Right. Which, of course, is um, sends the wrong message. And so what you do before every chess game, you're going to take out an oppression matrix. <laughs> and the person who is most marginalized, based okay. on all the factors, uh, is the one who goes first. Okay. What other changes can we expect in the game of chess, which, again... I can't imagine being changed and being made more modern. Well, uh, the king can be a queen <laughs> and vice versa. So, but you need to, you need to know which rules apply to the piece in order to move them the correct way. There are rules for each piece. Those rules are, are, uh, flexible. There's a rule spectrum in chess now. <laughs> what? Also, Pawn is an offensive term. To who? Well, it, it, it's, it suggests uh, you know, that an underclass. Right. Well, the, that's not necessarily a message we want to put out there. Okay, so what, who, who are they? What are the pawns called now? What, what are they now? Chessboard associates. Hey, Brian, have you been paying attention to this Hunter Biden story? Every day, Jack. Every, every day. Every day. Really? Yeah. From since back when it wasn't a news issue to now that it is. It has come out that uh, Hunter Biden has blown tens of thousands of dollars on prostitutes and drugs. He's got unpaid taxes uh, and he's desperate to avoid jail. So apparently there's sort of is all this evidence, at least with a bunch of photos that no one seems to be denying the accuracy of. In fact, the accuracy has been confirmed. It seems like there's a lot of evidence of Hunter Biden doing illegal things. Yeah, well, because he takes pictures of himself doing them, which is rule number one uh, if you don't want to be discovered doing illegal things. That's interesting. Do you think there is some part of him that wanted to be discovered? Uh, maybe, or some part of him was so whacked out on drugs that he didn't really pay attention to the potential consequences of doing illegal things on video. Huh. Almost seems like um, he displays some poor decision-making skills. He sounds to me like a Charlie Sheen type of individual. Absolutely. And how, how did that story end? That story ends with AIDS. Oh, that's right. As a Hunter Biden scholar like yourself, mm. who's been in on this story since the beginning, you're sort of the Ronan Farrow of um, Hunter Biden, you know, except that you're not Frank Sinatra's kid. So like- And, and I don't have mommy issues as, as you, much. Yeah, you don't have mommy issues, <laughs> which is weird considering, you know, she died when you were 14. <laughs> um, what, um, what are some other illegal things that Hunter Biden has been doing? That there's evidence of that, like he's has sort of been sloppy because apparently there's a whole bunch more stuff just waiting to come out. And and I know you've had access to those those pictures, those files, those tapes, those recordings. You know, what are some other things that he's into? Uh, Hunter Biden used to counterfeit Tupperware. 
What? He used to throw Tupperware parties and sell counterfeit Tupperware. Oh my gosh, that is the lowest of the low. Yes. Forget it, his meth mouth. Forget the fact that his his teeth are into tiny little chiclet nubs because he's done so much meth. Like this is the story. Yes. What what sort of contraptions was he selling? Well, uh, he took to go containers from Chinese restaurants, uh-huh. and then in Sharpie would write Tupperware on them. <laughs> God. And he would throw these Tupperware parties and, and uh, invite all his friends and other people over. And of course they would come because he was, uh, you know, a, a, an important figure's son. Yes. So that does help. And people would come and he would uh, advertise, he would have his little Tupperware party and ask people what they wanted to buy and, and talk about all the great benefits of his Tupperware. And people were skeptical. Yeah, I would imagine so. But uh, they also felt like maybe they wanted an in with his dad. Okay. And so they would pay twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 for a Chinese food restaurant's a plastic to-go container that said Tupperware in a, in a scrawl, kind of a meth scrawl. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't pay that much money for top-of-the-line official Tupperware. So that's very curious that he would not only fool them, but be able to upcharge them so much. Yeah. There, and a lot of foreign governments would send ambassadors to his Tupperware <laughs> parties and, and they would buy uh, large amounts of these, these Tupperware containers. And, and they never once, you know, pointed out the fact that it didn't really look like Tupperware, uh, right. that, that the Tupperware logo was uh, hand scrawled with a Sharpie. And so, um, you know, he, he made, he had a very lucrative uh, business selling counterfeit sure. Tupperware to foreign dignitaries. Okay. Wow. What were those, what were the Tupperware parties like? Like the party aspect of it? Well, um, there were prostitutes, of course. <laughs> At a Tupperware party? Yeah. Well, he knows how to party. In fact, he, <laughs> well, changed, yeah. he changed his middle name to party. Really? It's Hunter Party Biden. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, and he, yes, uh, he would throw these Tupperware parties uh, with prostitutes and cocaine and counterfeit Tupperware. And they were really enjoyed by everybody present. Maybe uh-huh. not, possibly not the prostitutes. <laughs> but well, I don't know. You could go home with some money, some cocaine and some fake Tupperware. It's not, you're not totally the loser on that deal. No, they did. They did make a good living. You know, what, what are some other ways that, um, that he's broken some laws and, and what is the evidence of it? Because I'm not going to just believe. Okay. Uh, you know, some story or some random tweet by just someone who doesn't like the Bidens. I have about 18 hours of recorded footage. Okay. Of Hunter Party Biden <laughs> going into Sleepy's mattress stores. Okay. And also the the mattress firm and mattress warehouse stores. <laughs> okay. He goes into these stores and he records himself removing the tags from the mattresses. Unbelievable. Not, and he's not the customer. And it says very clearly on those tags, this tag not to be removed except by customer or consumer. <laughs> and this, this guy, this lawless, meth-addicted <laughs> freak show, Charlie Sheen wannabe, yeah. goes into these stores and he rips off the tags and he proudly shows it. He live streams this. So m- many, many people know this already. And, and does he just go to these mattress stores, the Sleepies, the Raymore and Flanagan's, the, you know, all, all the classic places, does, does he just go alone? 
So, you know, these double decker buses you see in the cities. Yes. Well, I don't know if you've seen the one that says Hunter Biden crime tour. <laughs> I've not seen that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, one passed by my window not too long ago. Uh, so he's on that bus and they'll stop throughout different points throughout the city. He will get off and commit crimes and document them. Uh-huh. So whereas many people might, you know, take a bus and get dropped off in Times Square or dropped off in Central Park. He goes to a sleepies, uh, 30 people following after him, uh, all using their cameras and uh -huh. record him uh, removing the tags from the mattress. Strange tour, man. Yeah, it is. And it's $48. Whew. And no breaks for kids. Man, <laughs> this guy really is a criminal. He needs his drug money, dude. Jeez. Wait, wait, what other stops do they make on the, on the Hunter Biden, uh, thievery bus or whatever it's called hunter biden crime tour crime tour i'm sorry what are some other stops on the crime tour well uh he goes up to madison square park okay where there are signs that say keep off the grass yep i've seen them and he will step right over those fences he will stand <sighs> on the grass and he will turn to his entourage of, of customers and, and say take a picture of this his hands outstretched, the sign right at his feet, keep off the grass. And he just has this grin, this knowing grin that he's not going to be punished for this What's action. What's wrong with him? He takes people to the playground at Central Park. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly says these rides are for children five to nine years old. That's right. And he will get on top of the slide <laughs> and stand there and look down at the crowd of people taking pictures of him. And just say, I'm definitely not five to nine years old. <laughs> and then just slide down the slide. And he slide and very slowly. So uh, there's a backup of kids, very frustrated. These kids, they don't understand. They don't know who he is. Right. They don't care who his dad is. They just want to go down a slide. And, yeah. and, and he, he prevents it. Gosh, does he, does he interact with the kids at all? Yeah. He'll say things like, hey, kids. Have you heard about cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> so like as a PSA, as a, as a, you know, let, let my life story be a lesson to you. Don't, don't try this horrible drug. No, no. I mean, he's, he's actually trying to, he wants to know if they know where he can get some. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> they're playing on swing sets at Central Park, they probably do. You're right. No, at the very least, there's a needle in a bush. Yeah, usually left by Hunter Biden. Jack. Yes, Brian. I was talking to my friend Brad. Uh, okay. You shouldn't be depressed. You should be excited. He's a director, Jack. He makes movies. I, I, he I makes, know. He makes careers. I know. He's a, he's a career maker. He's a kingmaker. He, you know? he, he worked with Sally Berry. He worked with Michael Caine. He worked with Ben Kingsley. Mm -hmm. uh, Skeet Ulrich. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Why bury the lead? I don't know. I, just, I, I do things alphabetically and Ulrich is a you. Brad is your real friend who is a real Hollywood director. He is. And now he's got uh, he, some projects lined up. And mm -hmm. again, he thinks you'd be great for some of these. And I, I'm really excited for you for this opportunity. Uh, he's asked me to audition you for this. As you know, the routine is he doesn't like uh, you to see the scripts beforehand. He wants you to read cold is the okay. expression they use in Hollywood. 
Yes. And so uh, you, you haven't seen this script I'm sending you, but he thinks you'd be great for it. Well, I, I hope so. And, and the reason I sort of sounded down when we started this, but I, I try not to sound down at any point in the podcast. No one wants to hear my nonsense. I've got a fine life. But it, it's just, you know, it it just frustrates me because I've had so many opportunities to sort of break out, you know, leave the podcasting game, certainly leave you behind and, and, and have the career of my dreams. And I, I keep stumbling every time we do this. I know, but I think there's a lot of potential here. Okay. I'm going to send it to you now. This one I'm excited for. So you've already read it. Yeah, it's great. Okay. I, I'm very excited. So, uh, as you know, uh, this Godzilla versus Kong has been very successful. Yeah, it's been big. That's the big movie right now. Yep. And so, of course, what Hollywood does, as soon as something is successful, they, they want to make another one. We, that's why there are 400 Star Wars movies. That's right. And uh, now there's a new movie, Mothra versus Kong. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Repetitive and redundant. And of course, so of course, Hollywood's going to make it and it's going to make, you know, a billion dollars worldwide, I'm sure. Exactly. And he's thinking you'd be great for the role of Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Okay. Jorgensen. So um, have you gotten the script? I have. I've just opened it okay. and I have not read a, a thing. All right. It's, so this, this particular scene I'm reading on, it's exterior, rooftop in Manhattan. That's in New York City. Mm. Benning, that'd be me, and Jorgensen. Steer in awe as King Kong hangs from the Empire State Building, fighting a giant moth. Wow. Really? <laughs> like we fighting a giant moth. moth. No, that doesn't count because I haven't started reading yet. It's so. Mothra. Yeah, Mothra. Um, <laughs> it's just a giant moth. Wow, we're off to a terrible start for you. But <laughs> Seriously. As, as you know, right. he, he doesn't like when you... When you break uh, character, you haven't even gotten to character. He's not going to hold that against me. That was not part of my lines. Okay. Look up there. What is that thing? It's absolutely enormous. That, my friend, is Mothra, a giant moth from a prehistoric uninhabited island in the Pacific. No, no. I mean the thing on the gorilla. Oh, that's King Kong's penis. Wow, man. That's just ridiculous. Like, I'll be honest. I was so focused on the giant gorilla part that I never paid much attention to his nether regions. But you're right. It's almost emasculating. <laughs> right? I feel like less of a man looking at that thing. God, I hope my wife isn't watching the news. Look in the windows of the Empire State Building. Oh, wow. All those office workers are absolutely mesmerized. How could you not be with something like that hanging outside your office window? That's not fear in their eyes. It's envy. Pure envy. The moth is pretty impressive, but I mean, come on. How is it possible that after all the times we've seen this giant ape, that it never occurred to us that he'd have an equally giant penis? Honestly, I think we were focused on all the fighting and destruction, so we really weren't paying attention. You know, I think you're right. But these guys don't seem to be fighting. No, Mothra's just circling the Empire State Building. B because there are lights all over it. It's a giant moth that's dumb as a regular moth. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead <laughs> just like that too close to the light and it's dead <laughs> really dumb insect well now we can just focus all of our attention on kong what's he doing oh my god no oh geez oh please no not in front of everyone that's exactly what i've seen them do at the zoo there's gonna be so much trauma 
Look at that double the size. And in seconds, it's like he was sent here to emasculate us. Well, he's really excited. That would have taken me hours. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Damn. I guess you're not going to be in Kong versus Mothra. I, I guess not. I, it's so interesting. The things that different filmmakers bring and the things they like to focus on. And it seems like Brad's taking a really realistic approach of, you know, getting into the anatomy of monsters and why we don't see certain things. Yeah. You know, it, it, it never occurred to me either that, you know, all these King Kong movies, he's standing atop the empire state building and it never occurred to anybody that he'd have some kind of significant genitalia. Yeah. It's, it, it seems, it seems so obvious that a movie has to be made about that. Yeah. And, and Brad's doing it. I'm good for him. I'm excited it's good for, for him. him. And I, it really does strike me that uh, the uh, Mothra is as dumb as a moth. Just went around the Empire State Building until it died. Sounds like a really terrible fight. <laughs> All right, whatever. Screw Brad. I just sent you no. another one. Don't say that. You love Brad. I'm not saying that. Cut, cut good, that out. Good cut guy. that out of the show. I love Brad. I like him as a person. I have met him. And I, I, just, I just get angry and I shouldn't take it out on people. I'm sorry. All right. I just sent you the second script. Okay. All right. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this one right. I'm, I'm turning my attitude around. I'm turning my frown upside down. Please do. Now I'll open up mine. Let's see. Okay. So uh, Brad's directing a movie in New York City, which is great. Uh, you know, love, love the supporting the film business locally. Yep. And, and great for me. If I get the part, I won't have to travel away from my family. Exactly. You don't have to go far. Uh, this movie is called Eighth Avenue Bodega. Huh. It's okay. about a bodega is a store, a corner store crammed with everything. Yeah, and absolutely. Of, yeah. Oftentimes a cat just to eat the mice. <laughs> That's right. That's actually totally true. Yep. Okay. Okay. So uh, he would have you play the role of Jeremy, who's somebody who lives in the neighborhood. Okay. A New York uh, neighborhood guy. Okay, great. And uh, I'll be playing Bernardo who works at the bodega. Okay. Fan fantastic. Okay. You got the script? I do. I just opened it. Okay. I have not read a thing. Great. Okay. Interior bodega on 8th Avenue. Jeremy, that'd be you, enters yep. the typical New York City bodega and approaches Bernardo. Hey, boss, what can I get you? Hi, just a large black coffee, please. What size, boss? A large, black. Milk, sugar? Just black. No milk? Just, just black. No sugar? No, thanks. Okay, you got it, boss. Large black coffee. Anything else? No, thank you. Okay, boss, here's a big pile of napkins to go with your coffee. No, actually, no napkins. I'm fine. You don't want a big pile of napkins for the coffee? No napkins, thanks. I, I never really understood that, to be honest. Okay, boss. I'll go ahead and put your coffee in this small paper bag. No, thank you. Putting it in a bag actually feels completely unnecessary because it's a cup of coffee. Okay, boss. No small paper bag. Here's a straw. For coffee? Yes. Why a straw? I don't know, boss. Some people like it, you know? You sip it or, or you know, to stir the sugar. It just feels wasteful, and I, and I don't have sugar. No problem, boss. Here are two handfuls of sugar packets. Nope. Unnecessary. It's just black coffee. Not if I put milk in it. <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay, boss. 225. Can you break a 50? Yeah, no problem. Great. Here you are. That's too big, boss. I thought you said you could break it. Yeah, but not that big, boss. Okay, one second. Uh, here you go. Okay, 75 cents is your change. Tip jars next to the five-hour energy drink. No pressure. Thank you. 
Wow, the coffee, ah, it's super hot. Yeah, boss, twice as hot as McDonald's. An old lady spilled it in her crotch, but she didn't sue us because she died. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but you can cool it down real easy. How? Put cold milk in it. No, no I want it black. Okay, boss. Wait, do you have that thing that goes around the cup to keep your fingers from burning? Oh, you know what that's called? No. The coffee sleeve. Oh, okay. But also the coffee cozy, coffee collar, Java jacket. But it don't matter, man. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, great. May I have one? Yeah, I don't have those, boss. Our budget's mainly for napkin straws and little paper bags. Ah, jeez. Can you double cup me at least? I would, but I'm not off work until midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks. (laughs) Wink, wink. Oh, <laughs> that, that took a really, first of all, that's a terrible film that sh- none of that should be put on film. You know, I think it's based on a true story. Cause if you've ever been to a bodega in New York, you know, they serve you a coffee in a paper bag with a straw, too much sugar, uh, a handful of napkins. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I feel like that film was really written by someone. I'm not going to say who, but by someone who, recently had an experience with a coffee thing that just made them so frustrated that they were like, oh, I'm going to write a short film about this and make Jack read it out loud. It's possible. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how Brad works. Yeah. This Brad character. Okay. Oh, we know we're not getting that one. That's a shame. Shame. So close. Felt like you were close. Felt like you were on the right path. We got another chance. I hope so. Well, it's not really we. You're right. This is all you. more on me. This is on you. You have another opportunity to land a Hollywood role. This is the one. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. You're going to get this. Uh, This one uh, is called First Contact. Ooh. Yeah, it's a drama. It's about uh, aliens, I guess. Okay. uh, You know, the mankind meeting aliens for the first time. Um, And uh, he has you in mind. Let's see what his name. He has you in the mind. Oh, wow. For Major General Jonas. Ooh, very nice. From a military and, um, character. The uh, the Star Trek first contact people aren't uh, don't have any issues with him using that name. This film is called Aliens Visit. I didn't know you had the power to rename a movie so quickly. Yeah, no, I will. I will talk to Brad, and uh, he will know. I mean, he can, I'm sure he registered the script with the Writers Guild, but he can always change the name. <laughs> Okay, so it's called Aliens Visit. Aliens Visit. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Maybe not as great as First Contact, but less legal problems. Sure, that's that's why someone got to it first. So uh, Uh, he has you in- 20 years ago. There's not a Major General Jonas in Star Trek, is there? That I should be concerned about? So So, uh, you are Major General Jonas, or would be if you get this role. Sure. Which I really hope you do. I hope so too. Because it'd be good to say, oh, my famous friend Jack, the actor. From, Wouldn't uh, that be nice? From, oh, that has a great ring to it. Yeah. From Oh, yeah. My friend, he's an Aliens Visit. <laughs> you know that film? Yeah. That's a great film. Anyway, uh, so you're reading this cold, as okay. always. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm going to send you the script. Okay. Uh, there you go. Ignore okay. the file name. It says First Contact. It's actually Aliens Visit. Okay. It's very confusing. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. That's how the Writers Guild likes to file things. Is that true? That's really weird. Okay, I just got, oh, I get an email from you, but it's, it, this one says first contact, so it must not be right. Nope, that's the right, that's the right one. Just go different title. Oh, different, just, you can open up that PDF and we can get started with that. the cold okay. read of okay. uh, Aliens Visit. 
Uh, okay. Are you ready? And I'm playing Captain Picard. You know, Major General Jonas. I'm sorry. My fault. Right. I no forgot. Problem. I thought. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. All right. I'm going to. All right. Goofing around aside. Yep. We're done with that nonsense. It's time to land this roll. Let's go. All I can say is break a leg. Thank you. No laughing. Stay in character. No, no. You got to get, you got to get through this straight face. That's what Brad wants. Yep. Interior war room. Colonel Burton, that is played by me, enters okay. the war room and hands Major General Jonas, that'd be you, a folder. Major General, at exactly 0320 hours, spy satellites intercepted what we believe to be communications from an extraterrestrial source. Aliens. Yes, sir. Aliens. How do we know? We had several dozen linguists at NSA confirm that the language is not human in origin. Amazing. An alien race makes themselves known on my watch. We'll be in the history books for sure. Yes, sir. Do we know uh, who the communications are targeting? Sir, it's currently impossible to know if it's between themselves or directed toward us. Can I hear it? Yes, sir. I'm linking up to NSA now. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> Incredible. There is life out there after all. <laughs> so I I have so many emotions right now. We have a team of linguists who have been working to decipher the meaning, sir. Right Thank now you. they're focused on a particular phrase. Let's hope that means greetings, Earthlings. We come in peace. I agree, sir. Any race with the capability for interstellar travel is most likely an existential threat. Yes, Colonel. I hope we're not presiding over humanity's final days. <clears throat> Absolutely astounding. Actually, that was me, sir. This burrito won't quit. Oh, very well, Major. Dismissed. <clears throat> that was the aliens. Leave the door open, Colonel. Oh, well. Okay. Thanks. Questionable material with Jack and Brian. The smartest comedy on the web. That was Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Follow the podcast to get every episode. Our website is qmpodcast.com. Our email is contact at qmpodcast.com. Thank <laughs> you.